Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 212 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are looking in the book of Job uh, in the week of August the 1st to August the 7th. And yesterday I uh, miscalculated how many days I had left. I thought I only had one left for some reason. I started once again trying to record an episode a day ahead of when it's going to be published. And that, I think, threw me slightly. Uh, So um, we have got two more days to go through Job. However, it is useful, actually, because it means we can really go in depth with the final few chapters as we probably would like to anyway. And also make a reference to the 14 chapters that we are skipping over now. We just finished in chapter, well, actually, technically we're skipping over 15 because we finished in chapter 23 yesterday. And we're going to skip ahead now to chapter 38. Uh, but in the in the intermediate chapters, we, we have again a discussion that happens uh, between Job and his friends, particularly uh, Elihu um, or Elihu and Bildad as well. Uh, and they are talking about how he... Um, about how man is less than anything to God, but Job reproves him, says that he has been righteous and that he has been blessed because of his, of his righteousness, um, and invite and if he has done something wrong, invites the judgments of God, which again shows the humility of Job. Eli, Elihu, in anger, uh, responds and says that God is greater than man and that he is greater than everything. He can't be unjust and that he must have done something wrong. Uh, and that man should completely trust in God. Interestingly, you know, a lot some of the things that his friends are saying are are true, are very true. Um, but it's the way in which we say things, and so, you know, I think sometimes the way we share gospel truths can come across harsh as well, particularly when someone may be struggling with something or that kind of thing. Um, say someone has lost a loved one, um, coming in and saying, "Oh, it's all right. You'll see them again." Well, yes, it's true, but, you know, we need to be a bit more empathetic. We need to try and understand how they are feeling and be with them. And sometimes it isn't knowing the right thing to say, but it's just comforting them, which Job's friends here aren't doing. Again, they are saying some things, and all that they're saying is not true, um, such as, you know, um, where they're saying that Job must have done something wrong to receive this judgment as well. That isn't the case, and we know that because we have the context of why he's received these uh, these trials. Um, but they are saying some truth, um, and so the thing is, is that they are probably trying to come from a good place, but they are just making Job feel worse at this point now, which is where God intervenes in chapter 38, which is where we'll begin our main focus of our study for the last day and a half now uh, from this point. Um so we need to understand that God has a greater perspective than we do. We need to understand that he knows why things happen uh, and he has things happen for a reason. Uh, and even if that reason, as we spoke about earlier this week, is simply to give us experience and to help develop us personally over time, then that is the reason, not necessarily that we have an answer for everything. Um, but God will, will be aware of us and be there to support us in our times of need. God appears uh, and makes his appearance in chapter 38 um, and he responds and says, Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? So first of all, he 
he kind of chastises, particularly Joe's friends, as we'll see, um, that they are trying to give counsel without knowledge about what's going on. And isn't that just the case with many of us sometimes? Um, sometimes we just need to say, we don't know the answer, but we're here for you. Uh, and whatever happens, the Lord is with is with us and that he'll help us and support us and not try and give many different answers for, for things that are happening or reasons why things are happening. Uh, again, I am one of those people. I try to fix things all the time and I, I would probably be like Joe's friends in this circumstance. Uh, and so that's something for me to look at. But for you, you know, is this something which you need to look, uh, consider or, or reflect on or think about when um, thinking about difficult trials in yours or other people's lives? God further emphasizes his omniscience and his power when he says in verses four and five, where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding, who lay have laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest, or who have stretched the line upon it. Uh, Elder Keith B. McMullen said, quote, Life is more than biology. Before we came to this earth, we lived in the presence of God. Because of the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we know that birth is divinely appointed and an essential step in our eternal journey. In the words of the Lord's prophet, President Gornaby Hinckley, the fact of all life is that it is eternal. That's the great salient truth. We have come into the world for a purpose under a divine plan. And when we conclude this life, we will go on to something that will be better if we live worthy of it. Close quote. Um, life is grand. Life is majestic. It is glorious. It is not something that's just happened randomly. And we are fortunate to be here and have the short window of time that we have. And then that's the end. Life is eternal and we will continue on after this. Um, it is far too, it, it just doesn't make sense for, for life not to be eternal, that we are so unique and so um, wonderful in nature. Um, and the world itself is so perfect. Myself and, Chris and my wife were talking about this uh, a few days ago in our study. Uh, in, in one of the sections of Job, it talks about how Job knows that God lives and loves us because of all the things in the world which in, in, indicates and testify of this. Um, and it's just another reminder about how, um, you know, we have this great blessing from God to, to live on this earth and have this mortality, even though it's sometimes, many times, maybe very difficult. Uh, it can be beautiful in many times as well. Uh, the Lord speaks about when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Uh, this is, of course, referring to the premortal existence when we shouted for joy at hearing the Father's plan. Sister Susan W. Tanner said, quote, Why were we so excited? We understood eternal truths about our bodies. We knew that our bodies would be in the image of God. We knew that our bodies would house our spirits. We also understood that our bodies would be subject to pain, illness, disabilities and temptation. But we were willing, even eager, to accept these challenges because we knew that only with spirit and elements inseparably connected could we progress to become like our Heavenly Father and receive a fullness of joy. Close quote. Um, we did approve we did accept coming to this life we knew that it would be difficult there is obviously discussion and in and debate about how much we knew whether we accepted specifically each trial that we go through um, i'm not sure if that's the case or not we don't have any doctrine to back that up however what we do know is that we all knew it would be challenging we all knew that it would be potentially extremely difficult with all manner of um, illness and abuse and um, disaster and tragedy that happens in the world, we knew it would be more than difficult. We knew it would be horrendous sometimes. 
But we also knew that this was the way that we could become like our Heavenly Father. Um, and we trusted him. And we need to continue to trust in him, that he knows exactly what needs to happen. And that he'll be able to, with his knowledge, be able to guide us through. Uh, and throughout the rest of this chapter, he continues to talk about um, how everything shows the power that he has. Um, the heavens, the earth, the lightnings, the clouds, the dust, the the um, the animals, all of these things uh, God has provided. Um, and that we do not know. <laughs> we have no idea exactly what needs to happen in this life. Um, and he goes on to, in chapter 39, to explain how mankind doesn't know how the Lord works. Um, and that nature um, is, you know, the laws of nature cannot even be understood by man. So how can they understand the laws of God? Uh, it, you know, you think about the, all the immensity of things that we can learn about, just about the, this planet in our lives. Um, we don't even know everything. You know, all, all the great um, biologists and um, pe people that study animals and nature will tell you that there is, there is discoveries happening constantly. Um, and we have just an inkling of what goes on. So um, that is, you know, a powerful lesson being taught here by the Lord. We will uh, conclude with chapter 40 and 42 tomorrow. Thank you so much for sharing our, your time with us today as we start to listen to the Lord's response to uh, Job and his friends. Uh, please do share what you've studied and your thoughts on it uh, on the Facebook group or, or you can email ldsstudysession at gmod.com. Thank you so much for your time and until we meet again. <laughs>